0: Welcome, football fans, to another thrilling episode of From the Hip, the podcast where we shoot straight from the hip and tackle the hottest topics in the NFL. I'm your host, Anthony Rodriguez, and we're back with a recap of all the action from Week 5 in the NFL. Joining me today are my co-hosts, Corey Thompson and Justin Rodriguez. Justin is remote today, so uh, we'll just have to look at his lovely photo. Say hello, gentlemen. Good evening,
1: everyone. Good
0: evening. Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode, (laughs) y'all. Week 5 brought us some jaw-dropping moments, incredible plays, and a few surprises. And no one saw that coming. Whether you were glued to your TV, streaming on your devices, or catching the highlights, we've got you covered, man. So today, we want to go down the list. So in today's episode... We'll break down the key matchups, spotlight, stand-up performances, and dive into the controversies that all the fans are talking about this week. Gentlemen, shall we get right into it?
2: Yes, sir. Let's go.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I think we already went over the Bears game, so I don't think there's real reason for us to rehash into the Bears game, shall we? So let's bring up the rest. Let's go straight to... Jacksonville versus Buffalo. Probably the upset of the week. Jacksonville came in at 2-2. Two two, with Buffalo walking in at 3-1. Hot off of a hot victory over Miami. Well, the end of the game going into London. Jacksonville came out victorious 25-20. to 20. Gentlemen, shall we start with this one?
2: Yes, sir. Let's get to it. Let's go. Let me hear it. So I'll, I'll take over at first. First of all, this is clearly the upside of the week. Uh well, like we said, like we said on our past episode on Saturday, Marcellus is jumping up and up and down in his boxes in his house because he's gonna <laughs> say that he's gonna say that he was right and we were wrong. I'll be first to admit London is Jacksonville's second home. There is no denying that back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back great performance weeks from the team. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's not act like this is a fully healthy Buffalo team that they went against. Buffalo's defense is missing both their cornerbacks and Matt Milano went down. So you, yeah. I look at it as like, yeah, you guys won, but at full strength, you're not beating this Buffalo team. That's the reason why I went the way I went when we, we chose the winners of this team. Even, even besides that, T-Law had a great game, 315 passing, one, t- uh, one, t- 1 TD, and 31 rushing yards. But I think the X factor, Anthony, he was co- exactly correct. It's Travis Etienne, man. He was the X factor in his game, and he definitely caused his team to, to come out with the victory.
0: I'm glad you guys finally realized that I actually know a little something about this game.
2: You know a little something? You know a
1: little something?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I don't really think it's the upset
1: of the week because Jacksonville is a good team. They've been playing well all season. They just haven't won some games. They've been in close games with a team like KC. I mean, Buffalo did come over after two days. So they came in on, what, A Friday? You're facing jet lag, a whole other um, different hour system you're playing on. So they look like zombies going out there. Diggs and Davis both came up and showed out. They performed. They both had over 100 yards with a TD each. ETN was the X factor, having 136 rushing yards with a TD Ridley looked great. He had 122. And then the Bills, you you can't rely on Josh Allen's arm all game long. The Bills had a total of 29 rushing yards. You, that that That's not going to cut it. That's really not going to cut it. It's a pretty um, good arm. It is a pretty good arm. But still, <laughs> if you can set up the run, it opens up the pass. I so I think that they need to work on their running game. Maybe they need to do a lot of more zone running or whatever the case is. To help them out so they can um, continuously win games and not just squeeze by in certain games and blow out some other teams.
0: Oh, well, I agree. Um, but I knew this was going to happen. You know, this is the reason I called it. Um, in London, they are undefeated and they feel comfortable playing there. When I looked at it, I saw I knew that Travis Etienne was just gonna run all over him, and boy, did he do it. 136 yards on 26 carries with two TDs. Um, and um what what did surprise me though was the quarterback. I did not see Trevor Lawrence performing like he did. Um I I thought this was gonna be a run-heavy game, run very heavy game, and good defense. What I got was um Trevor Lawrence performed well. He threw for 315 yards with a TD. He found Ridley seven times and Kirk six times, so he spread the ball around, which which to me that could be a little bit of the, the actual injuries that were happening to Buffalo as the game progressed because it seemed like every couple of minutes somebody went down. So that could be a possibility of that of why he was able to do so well, but I don't want to take it away from Trevor Lawrence. They played a really good game. Their their actual defense was fantastic. And I don't want to take away from what he was able to accomplish on this day. Okay, To me, the Bills had a problem because they have a lack of a run game right now. I'm not seeing the running game performing what it should be. And they have so many injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that they're punishing the defense by throwing the ball as much as they are and leaving the defense to have to be on the field as much as they are. There's no ball control. If they ran the ball more, we'd get them off the field more. We'd keep the offense on. And I think they would last longer. So they've got to do something about that going forward. Otherwise, this is not going to be the team that we all hope that we're going to see.
1: But also with running the ball, you get to manage the clock. And yeah. That's another important factor that I think they're missing out on is being able to manage that clock.
0: Agreed. It's huge. It's huge, especially with what's going on right now with the other teams. Um And... They're going to get a little bit better of a game next week. They play the Giants. So, (laughs) you know, they get the break that they probably needed in the Giants. But uh, Jacksonville's got a tough game. Jacksonville's going against the Colts next week. So we're going to see if that's just a fluke on their part or, like, whether or not they're going to stay as strong as they played against the Bills. All right. see what happens hmm So let's see, where are we now? Um
1: Houston Houston Atlanta.
0: versus Atlanta.
1: I mean, you know, Atlanta.
0: Well,
1: sc- go ahead, Atlanta Corey. Let me bring game, you in.
0: Man. I'll
1: take it. Atlanta won this game, man. 21 19. That was a shocker to me. I didn't expect this with the way CJ Stroud's been playing and that Texans team's been playing. Straub looked good again. He almost had 250 with a TD. Pierce had 66 yards. Schultz, Dalton Schultz is the, the new receiver to step up the tight end. He had seven catches for 65 yards with a touchdown. But Ritter, who? Ritter, who? Ritter, who? I guess he got tired of me calling him Rotor Rooter. <laughs> yeah. 28 for 37, 329 with a TD. Um, you know Bijan and uh Tyler both had 40 yards rushing and Cop Pitts showed up finally seven catches 87 yards and Drake London six catches 78 yards this was a game just determined on who wanted it more it was it was all heart you know it was heart and determination and the Falcons came up and they did they did what they had to do and also they are 3 and 0 at home currently yeah
2: I agree with that. Dalton Shorts definitely showed up, but we expected that when he came in from free agency from the um, Dallas. So I expect him to show up. It was just a matter of when and when and where. Um when you go I blame I blame the Houston offense in this game because they got to the red zone multiple occasions. They they were down there. But it's just that you can't score. And that's 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 what killed them this game because I believe the the kicker had, like, four field goals, four to five field goals this game, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Yeah, that's, like, four to five red zone opportunities where C.J. Shaw, who who strives in the red zone, I I, I blame the Houston offense because that's exactly why. They couldn't score in the red zone. they forcing the field goals, getting the three points, three points, three points. It's only a matter of time before Atlanta comes back on the field. And they're going to run that clock out. Like I said, they are running powerhouse, man, so –
1: so would you it's, it's blame... Very limit,
2: it's very limited opportunities when you play a team like Atlanta.
1: So in that scenario, are you going to blame the offensive coordinator, the actual um, the players, One, or would well, you just say that Atlanta's defense was just that good at that moment no, in the red zone? D,
2: In the moment, yes, Atlanta's defense was good in the red zone. Remember, they come in, I believe, what, what is the record now? And, One and three or two and three?
0: Uh Three and two. So they're right three now. and two now. Yeah, right now. Okay,
2: so... I don't. I, Atlanta's defense in the red zone was 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 exactly what it needs to be, but I also believe this was an off game by CJ because the performance he's been giving us doesn't match up to how he played in this game. Yes, he he got he he moved the ball around. Yeah, yeah, he got still got two fifty, but in the red zones where he strives, I and mean, then he just wasn't there.
0: I actually disagree with that. I think the CJ Stroud, um, in the loss, still impressed me because uh, this is a very young man who's come in, and we've asked, we as a collective have asked a lot of CJ Stroud stepping in, and he's he has delivered, um, still has yet to throw a pick. Um, he's been a solid, uh, as solid a quarterback as you could ever ask for from a rookie. He's poised, he's professional, He took a tough loss, but that comes with the growing pains of being a quarterback. Um, The credit really goes to Ritter, who probably had the best game of his career. And I don't want to take anything away from him because uh, he played well. He passed the ball to 10 different players. Finally getting Kyle Pitts into the season. Welcome to the NFL, Kyle. Okay, Because he was unimpressive. But this three and two record, I still think is false. I don't think this team is as good as their record says. And I am always the person who says the exact opposite. I always say, you are what your record says you are. If you are a bad team, it's going to show at the end. If you're a two and 10 team, but you've had a bunch of moral victories, you're a losing team. This is a three and two team, they are above. I think they've had a strength of schedule that's been a little bit laxed, which is why the record is what it is. Um, I mean,
1: but, they played the Panthers, the Packers, the Lions, the Jags. That's my point. That's my the point. United they Texas. haven't played anybody. Yeah.
0: yeah. They haven't played anyone. Um, they have a true test next week when they go against Washington. Washington is one of those teams that seems to be extremely tough. They lose because <laughs> they're a losing team, but they lose to really good... Playing teams, um, while Houston, on the other hand, they've got another tough one. They've got New Orleans next week, you know. Mm. And New Orleans, they um, just look like they just look like the All Star team when they. Yeah, play. they look like the New Drew Brees New just, Orleans uh this week. We'll get to that game, but but or maybe oh, not. Yeah. we might skip over it because no, 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 no. no. We get
1: into about. that game. I, I want to say something for you. <laughs> I want to say something for you. We you get know, into that but,
0: game, but New Orleans. They playing really well, and that that's going to be a very tough team. All right, so let's move to the next one. And when 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 I say let's move to this one, you know, we already knew what was going down. This was the no brainer of the week. This was a, a, I only have a hundred bucks. I'm putting it on Detroit, and they delivered. Detroit did what they did. Detroit might be the scariest team in the NFC, including San Francisco, who's still my odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl, but Detroit's scary, and I think everybody – Eagles. I think they're scarier than the Eagles.
2: And I agree on that. Yeah, Detroit's built
0: really well, man. They're scary. They're very, 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 very scary. Okay. Um, Carolina is not as bad as this record. They're 0-5, but they're not this bad. Corey, I see your look, but they're not this bad. I think they've, they're they unfortunate. They're going to come, and they're going to have a couple wins this year. It just it was not going to come against Detroit.
1: How are you going to say that? that
0: good.
1: They sold out their team. They gave away DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC last season. They gave all three of those big play, player makers on, on their offensive mm-hmm. side. They gave away. You. They've been trading people. They got rid of... um.
0: I didn't say they were Thank a playoff you. team, Corey. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I'm just saying they're not, they're not this bad. They they haven't they gotten are. a win yet. They haven't gotten a win yet. They're not this bad. Well, they're, they're, not, in the middle of
2: re, they're in the middle of a rebuild, too. Yeah, they're definitely they in the middle of team. a rebuild.
0: They're just not this bad. They're not this bad. They just ran into some tough teams, including Detroit. You know, it's just the way I feel about them. But um, Detroit ha- does have me a little worried because they do have a couple of injuries that, Got me a little bit worried. Emmanuel Mosley is out next week. Uh St. Brown didn't play this past game, and he's questionable for the next. Um, they're going against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is another team that I think is over is overproducing. I don't think they're as good as their record shows. I
2: agree. Um, on that.
0: Carolina is gonna take another loss. They're gonna go 0-6 because they're going against Miami. You know, but that's that's for the that's for the Thursday show. We'll talk about that on Thursday, but uh, their record is going to stay. Look, they gonna they just have a tough schedule, man. They got a really tough schedule. You know that's where we got to go. So that leads us into Tennessee, Indianapolis, another game that they came in is two middle of the road games. I really don't want to go too de- too deep into this, but. Uh, we have to look at this because at least we had Jonathan Taylor coming back for this game, so that's what made a lot of people look this. <laughs>
2: is, is that we got we got to talk about the the glass sculpture of a quarterback the Colts So we
0: definitely oh, yeah. got to about talk that about too. Too. He is, the emergence oh, yeah. of is Zach Moss. This is his second injury in what three this, weeks? This is three He's gonna weeks. He's going to be out for so several fly. weeks now. Yeah, and um, on top of that. It looks like Zach Moss doesn't want to give up the starting role to Jonathan. Because... And, and, and let's talk about that because, in my opinion, I don't pull Zach Moss.
2: I leave Zach Moss right. Not now after
0: 165 good. yards and two TDs and two receptions. Yeah, multiple weeks. This is not just the first week he's done this. Mm-hmm.
2: He he is he's took over this offense. He is he is the offense on that team. Yeah. So you don't you mm-hmm. don't I don't pull him in no situation. Jonathan Taylor needs to literally come in. On five touches and make, and make me 200 yards for me to put him in the starting position. Would so you trade not, him Jesus. to somebody? Would you no, trade I'm him saying, no. right before I would the trade, trade deadline? No, I would not I would not trade. No, you just gave me extensions, so no, I wouldn't trade him. Keep him. Get okay. get, get your workload off him. Make him a third down back. But I don't I don't see him giving up. The, I don't see Zach Morris giving up the starting role anytime soon. If he keeps playing you the way keep, he's playing, he's not going nowhere.
1: You can't pay someone that kind of money to be a third down back. You're paying That's someone that kind of money to be a featured back.
0: So, so would you trade Zach Moss while his stock is extremely high right now?
1: I would trade Jonathan Taylor instead of Zach Moss. Jonathan Taylor's had these nagging injuries. Um, I would well, trade Actually, him. he was no-so. Yeah, I would trade him now, get what you can, get some draft picks, build a team, maybe get some protection for your quarterback, or maybe add a compliment to um, – um, What's their wide receiver over there? Oh, man. Pittman. Isn't it? Yeah, Michael Pittman. Pittman. Or get, get an, a, a good corner or a safety to add into the mix to help you on your defensive side. That's what I would do. And make Zach Moss your featured back, man. The guy's been killing it. Don't give up somebody who's been killing it right now just because Taylor's back.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Indianapolis again next week. Doesn't get any better. Jacksonville coming fresh off the loss, um, the win over the Bills. And Tennessee has Baltimore, who's uh, who just lost their game, and they're going to be really upset about that because they shouldn't have lost that game, but they did. Mm. So uh, two really tough games, especially because I have not seen – last week we saw a good game by King Henry, and this week – where was he? Yeah. My point is
1: that okay, – and- I think in that's fact, twice the season he has. A yeah, show in to fact,
0: um, it seems like they're going more the committee over there, so that could that could affect fantasy players, which that'll lead me into later <laughs> when we talk about later. <laughs> okay, so next game: New York Giants against the Miami Dolphins. This one hurt, but one in four Giants came in against four and one Miami. Well. 1 and 3, 3 and 1, now 4 and 1 Miami Dolphins. Um another score. That, uh, this is another one of those games that we knew what was going to happen. Uh it was just how bad was it going to be? And it was pretty bad. 31 to 16, the score doesn't even show what actually went down. This game this was never a game. This was never a game. No, it absolutely
2: wasn't.
0: You know, if you look at just the score, if you missed the game and you said, oh, well, the Giants held their own. You know, they they lost, but it no, this was never a game at all. There's nothing positive to say about the Giants at this point. Um, even the quarterback has a neck injury for his second time in his career. Um, the only thing worth mentioning about this game, there's something that we should worry about, is Miami has two questionable running backs going into next week. Because forget about this game. We're not even talking about this game anymore. You know that's how. bad. I believe
2: he's play. I believe he's placed on IR. And, uh The starting running back, though, I forgot his last name. H-A? Yeah, was H-A, H-A? I was Yes. I believe H-A H-I was playing knee. on IR today.
1: Yeah, it's his knee, and I heard he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't and know. Most car so system. questionable. A couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know you what know. kind of injury he sustained. And you, I mean,
2: and you still got you still got Jeff Wilson now. You still, oh my god, this team's not even gonna be able to run the ball.
0: I yeah, mean, but you know what? Nobody. With their with their passing game, do they really even need to run the ball? They're also going against Carolina next week, so
1: you still need to run the ball. You still
0: have to yeah, have you still factor. need to run the ball because like I like might I said be able to run time. for this team, and it, they'll be okay.
2: <laughs> like I said, is that like you still need to be able to run the ball because then you start you you. It's the ability to cheat, and that's. That's the thing with mm-hmm. this whole with this whole uh with this whole no running back situation. Teams that don't have factors on both receiver and uh running back, I could cheat and it, it just takes one defensive corner to start cheating. Cause who's gonna run that ball? That's the question. Like might as well go yeah. put the backup quarterback back there.
1: You're gonna put a nickel. You you put them in nickel. All the time against that defense. Now you have, what, five, six corners out there, plus the two safeties or whatever. You you know what I'm saying? I'm running
2: running Thursday Sky. Oh, he's going (laughs) over the
1: top. But I will say this for a a bright note for the Giants. We got to see Darren Waller emerge for the first time this season, 86 yards, eight catches. You know, I'm a a big advocate of him because he's an ex-Raven, and I think he's a promising tight end. So we got to see that. But on the other end. Who's going to
0: throw them next week?
1: Exactly. But on on the other note, Miami hit the quarterback 14 times. They had seven Mm -hmm. sacks. Daniel Jones has been running for his life the last two, three games. He got sacked
0: 10 times last week.
1: Yeah. What's what's that, 17
0: sacks in two weeks? Come on, man. This team needs to invest in an offensive line it's it's tragic what's happening over there. There's nothing positive to say about the Giants. They have nine players that are questionable for next week. I think they should just concede the game now. They're going against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? They should just after they come up, up that the game right up. now. If I'm a Giants fan, come on. which I am, I'm in a state of limbo as as to how could you root for this team right now? There's nothing positive about this team. You can't talk about the coach. You can't talk about the offensive line, the defensive line. You can't talk about the secondary. The um, Your quarterback has not looked good. Well, he's not going to look good. If your running back is never in the game, Barkley's never playing anymore. This team is lost. Okay, so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this season is lost, which also leads me into the next game. <laughs> and if if it wasn't bad enough of last week, New England, we were talking about them taking the worst loss of the Belichick era. But guess what? That just got beat again because they just took the worst loss of the Belichick era in thirty four to zip mm-hmm. to New Orleans. And this New Orleans, we're not talking about the Cowboys, the Eagles, uh, San Fran. Miami. This was New Orleans. This is not one of the big powerhouses. How bad is New England? And, Corey, does Belichick have to worry about his job?
1: I don't think Belichick has to worry about his job because he's a proven quarterback. And I feel that Kraft and everyone knows that they don't have the pieces. They don't have really good receivers. I mean, they do have Juju, but Juju seems to not be the Juju of old anymore. Um, Mac Jones is not the guy. He's an Alabama quarterback. To me, most times, Alabama quarterbacks have never worked out. I mean, Now, what I do want to say is somebody in here has been talking very, very bad about Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. I uh, 18 have. 18 for 26, 183 yards with two TDs. <laughs> he managed the game. Mac Jones, once again, 12 for 22, 110, two interceptions, and he gets benched. Again, mm-hmm. this
0: to me is hold looking. On, hold like on. Let me interject. You ready? Mm. I still don't like Carr. <laughs> I said uh, it. I'm not afraid to say it. Carr should have stepped out last week. He's got the shoulder injury. If he would have sat, his team would have won last week, or you know, he would have won that game. He would have gotten healthy, which he's healthy now. He gave – he, okay, he's had a week since then. He looked good. I watched those passes. I was waiting to see him do more checkdowns. He wasn't. He was throwing the ball 20, 30 yards down the field. He was throwing the ball, which means the shoulder is better. But he shouldn't have played on the week where he was hurt. That's my but can, point. But I don't like my
2: my, my. my question is, can y'all really say that he's, he's doing good when he's going
1: against New England? You're seeing flashes. He's man. Like I said, he just managed the game. He's doing what Mm -hmm. he needs to do. Kamara had 22 touches, 80 yards with a TD, so that's good to see Kamara coming back last week from the suspension, not really doing much as far as offense, just getting a lot of checkdowns, but now you're seeing him run the ball. Shockingly, Olave only had two catches, 12 yards with a touchdown. That was shocking. But we did see Honey Badger. Yeah. We did see Honey Badger with the twenty-seven yard pick six. I really did like that. You know, I'm a defensive guy. I'm a fan of Honey Badger. I don't think Casey should have ever let him go. They should have held on to him. But um, I think this New England team is in some in deep waters and in some big trouble. Yeah. And I think Mac Jones's job at the end of the season
0: is on the line
1: if he doesn't. I don't think turn he's going to so have a
0: job at the end of the season. And I would, I would. uh I would guess that Belichick better be really careful. He may not have a job. You can rely well, on your record well, for so long.
2: Well, going back to that Belichick, you know, I read on something earlier that the question is because, you know, he's both the GM and the head coach of that team. Mm-hmm. So do you have him step down as GM is my question. No. Because there's a, there's a lot of talks like that because they're saying that he doesn't know what he's doing with his offensive his personnel. So oh, I don't. That's what they're saying. They're saying that he's not making football decisions. So do you have him step down and just stay as the head coach? And if not, what do you do?
0: Well, if it's me, um, if this continues, I think we you may want to have that conversation of him sitting down. But um, I actually like what he's done as a, a GM, although I don't think it's fair to the players because he does view players as commodity yeah um he he's because very quick quit. to dismiss players and exactly my issue with know. that is you don't build dynasties even though he built a dynasty but that he was blessed because he had Brady. you won't always have Brady. Tomlin has built dynasties um without having the benefit of having a guy like Brady well
1: he had big Ben I mean well, Big my, Ben is my, not Brady. Yeah, no, but he had Big Ben and great weapons throughout his career. He's great had decent weapons.
0: weapons, and Big Ben Antonio is never going to be Brady.
1: Santonio San Holmes, um, he, yeah, he's had, he com- had
0: he's had competent wide Plexico receivers. Burris, yeah, competent wide receivers, Jerome and Flexico is not so competent. He shot himself in the leg.
1: Jerome yeah, Bettis,
0: yeah, Jerome, he's yeah, competent players, but he's never had a Brady. He never had a Gronk.
2: Well, well, going going back going back to Bill Belichick, like we said, and how he dismisses players because we all know who the successor of Brady should have been in in New England
0: to yeah, boo him said- out,
2: to boo him out, and to keep Brady, and then to get to to push Brady out to leave yourself with a rookie. Yeah. yeah if you
0: know, you Justin you seem to be having some audio um problems you may want to check your uh, thing but i think we're spending too much time on bad teams to be honest with yeah, you yeah let's move okay, on okay let's move on to um a better game that we need to, t- to talk about which was the Baltimore Pittsburgh game baltimore coming in at um at 3 and 1 same record as I'm sorry. uh, The act two and two Pittsburgh, and they were favored to win, and they lost. Okay, are you still there, Justin? Do we still have you?
2: Yes, I am. I'm still. There you go. Now
0: you sound much better. Um, I'd like your take on this game. We'll get to Corey. I I know uh, (laughs) we all know he's he's skewed one way or the other, but let's get yours first. How did you see this game? Justin? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you now,
2: yeah.
0: Okay. How did you see this game with uh the actual Pittsburgh game? How did you see it? Well, I saw it as Pittsburgh stole
2: this game, man. This game was quote, cool. well, let's start with this. Let's start with the quote unquote worst defense in the league. Come in and shut. Damn, excuse my language, but I'm just saying, boy. I, I think was that saying, was a shot
0: at you, Corey. Yeah, it it definitely
2: was because numbers don't lie, but and when I say hearts don't, don't lie, lie.
1: there's a difference. Full hearts can't
2: lose. Okay, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose, right? This is not the best, this is not the best showing from Lamar Jackson, so uh, I, can't really, I can't really blame fully Lamar, but. the Look at oh yeah, it, Justin. You're he, he,
0: breaking he up. We're back back hey, Corey, let me go yeah. with you. What are your What was your take on it?
1: Baltimore was set up to win, and they shot themselves in the foot. Lamar, I've never seen Lamar be more accurate in a game than this game. He had they had seven drop passes, seven. Nelson Aguilar had, well, we already know about his history from Philly. He has a, a ball placed right in his hands to put them up now from 10 to 17. And boom, right through his hands. Right there. It would have been a touchdown. No questions asked. Drop pass. Zay Flowers drop pass. Zay Flowers didn't know a play. Zay Flowers slips on his route because he gets turned around. Seven dropped Passes in a game that were accurate are going to kill you. The defense needed to control TJ Watt and Alex Smith. It was like, oh, no, not Smith, Hightower. I think that's his name. He was all over the place doing whatever he wanted. We had great control. But once they got that safety, that changed the tide of the game. That safety gave that team, it, it sparked them. It was an ignition. And they went off. They were playing all over the place. They were swarming the ball, making the right plays. George Pickett showed up. Kenny Pickett looked decent, I'm going to say. I won't say he looked great. He looked decent. And when you get a turnover and you're on the six or the seven, you have to come away with points. Justin just spoke about the field goals that Houston was putting up. At least a field goal would have helped. But Mm -hmm. Lamar tries to throw that. I don't know if it was the back shoulder or if he was trying to throw a fade route to Odell against um, Joey Porter Jr. He put that ball in the worst position. He made Odell turn into a defender instead of a receiver at that time. And boom, you come away with no points. You shot yourselves in the foot. I have to admit it. We shot ourselves in the foot.
0: Well. Wow. I they think you're to be putting better. too much on the wide receivers, although I admit the wide receivers dropped way too many passes. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. But um, I'm going to give some credit to Pittsburgh. They had a good defense. Watt is a gr- is is great. The secondary came up. They performed. Um, and they played well. They played well. So I'm not going to put it all on the wide receivers, although the majority of this does fall on the wide receivers. They They played atrocious but um they still lost the game at the end of the day now, now that's mm. two out of three and they have a very tough road ahead of them. they are playing a middle of the road team next week and playing Tennessee who plays good defense who plays very good defense and they better bring their a game because they can't afford not to bring their a game against this they can't fall to three and three they're supposed to be the elite in their division at three and three they are not the elite mm. So it's very important. Um, Let's get to the next game. Next game will be Cincinnati against Arizona. Cincinnati finally has come around. They're playing. They look way better. Corey, talk to me what you saw.
1: I've been telling you guys this from the start of the season. Since he starts off slow. Burrow is a November, December, January player. And it's the end of October almost. Well, not really. But he's turning around. It looks like that calf is healed. So he had 36 completions, 317 yards, three TDs in the INT. Mixon had 25 touches for 81 yards, which I think they really needed that. Chase, 15 catches, 192 three TDs.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: is no T. Higgins. So teams should have known he was going to throw to Chase. So Chase should have been double teamed yeah. this whole game. And they couldn't even stop him. I mean, Dobbs wouldn't. I had 166, two, two TDs, two ints. Connor only forty six yards. Marquise Brown showed up four catches, sixty one yards with a touchdown.
0: Um, you know, well, at the end of the day, Joe finally looked good. Um, he shows that he probably should have done with what he was told to do in the, in the first place, which is to sit out the first four games. Um, he wouldn't have looked this bad. We wouldn't have talked about this being as bad as it was. Now he's starting to get healthy, which is what they told him. By around week five, he's going to start looking better. Um, and he and he showed. Um, and Chase, he showed that he's always open. You know? Yeah. He had 15 receptions, 192 yards, three TDs. That's just insane. That was insane. Okay? But they are going to have a tough game next week against Seattle. That's going to be tough. I want to see how that's going to look. That, that'll let me know. Arizona they're 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 a hard they're one of those teams that compete and they lose <laughs> right and they're going against the Rams next week and the Rams uh not to get too far ahead of myself, but the Rams got back their greatest weapon so Arizona it doesn't look like it's gonna get much better than what but what is been.
1: he is he
0: yeah because he already oh, showed on his man. first game he can do it he uh Um, right now, um, Matt Stafford is like a kid with, with, with two toys. He's, he's happy and he's ecstatic because, uh, this is going to be interesting to see what they do next week. All right. Mm. Philadelphia, Los Angeles. This was a good one because, uh, I knew this was going to be a good game going into it. Philadelphia, but like I said to you before, Philly does what good teams do. They win. When they need to win, they win. Hurts mm. looked amazing. Yeah. Um, he just looked amazing. Yards. And their defense looked good because the Rams came, you know, they came in here looking good.
1: I think the Rams record doesn't reflect the team. I think they're better no. than what their
0: record says. Yep, I agree with you on that one.
1: As for Hertz, he looked great. He had 303 yards passing with a TD. He did throw a pick, but he also had 70-plus yards rushing with a touchdown. Swift had another 70. Brown and Goddard, 100 yards each. Uh, Stafford, 222 with a touchdown. And then your boy, Cooper Cup, eight catches, Mm -hmm. 118. So he comes back. But
0: On his first game back. I'm
1: still sold on Puka.
0: I know. I'm so sold on him I'm too. I just like the fact that kid. there's somebody else there. So it, it doesn't only have to be his show. So, I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time in this game. This game is what it is. We knew what we had, mm-hmm. but, but it's something, I mean, Hertz is hurts is putting a hurting on the league hurts. 300 yards passing 72 yards rushing. Good luck trying to defend that, mm-hmm. you know, and guess what? Next week they're going to go six and 0 they're going against the jets period mm. I'm calling it right now they're going against the jets so Especially that leads us into that. the jets <laughs> 2 and 3 jets coming in uh actually 2 and uh the 1 yeah. and 3 mm. jets at the time came in mm. against the 1 and 3 Denver Broncos and I told you last week I was worried about this game and I said I was worried about this game because of none other than Russell Wilson mm. Well, here we go. What did I say he had? He had a little bit of magic, didn't he? Right. He made it interesting, Corey. He made it real interesting. Go ahead.
1: I think about, what was it, two weeks ago? or I was talking about that Jets defense showing up. Mm -hmm. If that Jets defense shows up, they are scary, scary, scary. Problem is the offense sputters. So that Jets defense comes out and gets four fumbles. And, you know, they lost four fumbles. No, they had four fumbles, but they recovered, like, six total. But the defense got recovered four because offense fumbled twice and recovered. So they turned those fumbles into points. They put their team in a position to win. But that defense is one of the scariest defense when they're locked in. And the biggest play happened where Russell Wilson – he was running with that ball, but he wasn't protecting the ball when he was running at the end for that sack fumble. He was—he had his hands down, out. He wasn't tucking the ball. It gets hit, and it changed the whole dynamic of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaughlin looked good, nine carries, 68 yards. But, I mean, that's about it. But, I mean, Russell did look okay, though. I will say that. He did look all right.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I'm glad that the defense... Here, you know what the recipe was here? You don't have Rodgers. So you have one recipe for victory. And they actually used it this week. And it's what they should be doing every game as much as they can. What they have is they have a good defense. Let the defense play defense. And what they have is they have a very good running back in Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Let them run. You should be running down everybody's throats as much as you can, as the best you can. They need to bring in um a little more usage of the rest of their running backs. You know who I'm talking yeah, about, Dalvin Cook, of course. But Brees Hall, 177 yards rushing.
1: On 22 carries, yes.
0: 177. Uh, obviously, he can run. That's the recipe. Run the ball, play good defense, win the games you can. Be as competitive as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's agree. why Rogers was such... This team has tools. And Rogers was supposed to lead them. But the tools are still there. You just lost the leader. That's the only thing, you know? So, all
1: Zach Wilson has to do is just manage the game. Manage.
0: He doesn't game need manage. to have
1: spectacular games. He just needs to the I don't need him to be Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I don't need him to be Rogers. You're 100% right. So, that's where we are. All right. Casey came in <laughs> three and one against the one and three Minnesota Vikings. This game was the one that Marcella said, you must be out your mind thinking that Minnesota was going to pull this out. and he But was like,
1: it was close. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah. I thought Minnesota was going to squeeze this one out, and they almost did it.
0: I don't I mean, know about Man- almost did it. They did They did make it a little bit more interesting toward they the end. They made it a competitive game. But good teams a do what good teams do, Corey. Good yeah. teams do what good teams do, and KC is a good team. And I'll tell you why I say that KT – why I say that Casey is a good team. Week one without Travis, without Travis Kelsey, they lost, and the primary reason why they lost is because without having his number one receiver, he didn't really know what to do. And I was talking about Mahomes when I said he. This has changed. He's becoming better, and he has more confidence in his team. If you watch, because when Kelsey went down with the ankle injury. It didn't deter him from doing what he was doing. Now, yes, it was against the Minnesota defense, but um, he had. But he's starting to have trust for other receivers. He found other receivers to throw to. He let Pacheco run the ball. They still were a solid offensive unit, and Kelsey came back. And when Kelsey came back, it was like he wasn't even missed. He just threw right to the touchdown. Which that Whoa. leads us into something else. There were two big injuries in this game, and that's the biggest story. About it. When Kelsey hurt his ankle and was out for a while, that was a little scary. But obviously, I think he's okay. He's still listed as questionable for next week, but he came back in the game, scored a touchdown, and he even played at the end of the game. He played defense at the end of the game. So I think they wouldn't have let him play defense if he was actually genuinely, seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. The bigger mm-hmm. injury... Is what happened to Jeffries. Jeffries was having um, a, a Pro the Bowl hamstring. season. Yeah, he's having a Pro Bowl season, man. He's he's putting up stupid numbers, and now he's going to miss several weeks with this hamstring. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Neither
1: do I, because because Cousins is my fantasy quarterback. So neither yeah. do I. <laughs> um. I disagree with one thing. I don't think Pacheco looked got that great. He only had like fifty something yards. I think. Oh, he doesn't teams... have to look that
0: great. He's not. Um, he's not uh, Kareem Hunt back when they were running right. the ball with Hunt. That's not both, his role. That's not his both game. Both
1: teams need to work on their run game. We know that. I mean, Mahomes yes. and Cousins both look good. They both had like two hundred and eighty yards each. Both two TDs apiece. Um, one thing that I will say you can't do is leave time on that clock for Mahomes right before Mm -hmm. the half he's in his two minute drill he is the best person after Aaron Rodgers that I've seen in the two minute drill
0: I agree I like Mahomes um, and the kid's so young man we got so much to see him play the sky's limit I was talking with someone today about it Uh, we were ranking quarterbacks all time and I'm saying I can't put him there yet He does not have the body of work that allows me to do that. But he's got two Super Bowls already. I I know, but he doesn't have the body of work because he's only been here for a few years. He hasn't been here the amount of years that Rodgers and Brady and everyone else has put in yet. But if he continues to do what he's doing, there's no question that we're going to be discussing who's better, Brady or Mahomes, if he continues this going forward. Mm. So that's yes, where we'll we are with that. Now, what everybody thought was going to be the game of the week turned out to be the dud of the week.
1: <laughs> the snooze.
0: Yeah, the snooze fest, because the 3-1 and one Dallas Cowboys came in to play the 4-0 San Francisco 49ers in what was supposed to be tops of the NFC. Uh, no, that's not. It was not even close. It was not even close. Now, I'm not writing off the Cowboys. But, Why not? Um, but, but I don't think putting them in the same breath as the 49ers does the 49ers any credit. Because this was an absolute, in every facet of the game, the 49ers outplayed them. From coaching, to passing, to rushing, to defense, uh, to to special teams, everything. Every facet. Okay? Uh, The ball boys were better. The cheerleaders were cuter. The fans cheered harder. Everything about San Francisco outdid Dallas. And I'm going to be the first one to say it. It was Dak Prescott's fault.
1: Three interceptions. I'm over it. I'm over it.
0: I have him on my fantasy team. Believe it. You're going to see him on the waiver wire. I'm dropping him. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Seriously, I'm done with him because this is a quarterback's league. We draft quarterbacks number one because it's the quarterback's league. Uh, You could have no running back, no wide receivers, no tight ends, but you have a Tom Brady and every fan says, we got a shot. Because yeah. this is a quarterback-driven league, and Dak Prescott, a couple years ago, thought you had him as a steal coming out as a fourth-round draft pick. You get rid of Tony Romo, and I see the frustration of Dallas fans now. He's uh, he's not the answer to me. I, I I'm sorry. I'm ready to move on. Thank God I'm not a real true Dallas Cowboy fan, but I'm ready to move on. He he's not producing. Um, I felt bad for CD Lamb because yeah. you know, okay, because he was actually playing. He's got Brandon Cooks. This is a guy who's played under nineteen different quarterbacks, and he's given or, every season he's a thousand yard wide receiver. How many times do we have to excuse? We have to get excuse after excuse after excuse and blame every single person on this team. Blame management, coaching wide receivers, tight end coaches, everything. It's Dak, man. He's the common denominator. It's time to move on. Corey, tell me what you're thinking about that.
1: I might have to agree with you on all of that. I mean, Dak, when he's on, I don't think anyone can touch him when he's on. But when is he on? It's once every four weeks or something like that. That's not Um, a winning recipe. I know it's not a winning, winning recipe at all. I feel really bad for CeeDee Lamb. He's a phenomenal receiver. Phenomenal receiver. And he's not getting enough touches. You're correct about Brandon Cooks. Because I was just looking into that like two days ago. How What's about going Gallagher? on with this guy? Any Michael team Gallagher. would love
0: to have him as a number three. Any team. Not even. He could be a number two in some yeah. places. And you have um you Pollard is not
1: getting enough. He's not getting enough love. You Let's can't, blame
0: everybody but Dak.
1: Come on. You can't put it on that defense. That defense is is a good defense. But San, San Francisco was just a saw. My boy, who I claim was the weakest offensive link, mm-hmm. and I still stand by it, but I don't mean it with disrespect because I actually ran into a, a Niners fan while I was shopping. And I told him I think he's the weakest link, but that's a good weak link. Purdy, mm-hmm. 252. He had like what seventeen completions, twenty four drop bags with four touchdowns, and then they had two more rushing touchdowns. That's six offensive touchdowns that this team just unleashed on you. I mean, the backup running back, ten carries, sixty nine yards with a touchdown. CMC, nineteen carries, fifty one yards with a touchdown. What? What else? You the backup came in. And Mm -hmm. was thrashing you guys. Kittle had one of his better games of the season. The fullback, Kyle Yuschek, who was also an ex Raven, just so you know, came in and finished out. Hey, man, I told you I'm a fan, but you can't blame, you can't put this one on the defense at all.
0: No, not at all.
1: Going against a high powered offense that is a well oiled machine. They know what to do. Purdy's great in the system. This falls on Dak because everyone expected this to be somewhat of a shootout.
0: Yeah. Dak didn't show up. No, Dak stood, Dak stood home. Dak stood home. Well, that's what we get. And unfortunate, uh, like it it steals the it steals the the energy away from how great of an offensive team San Fran is. We should be talking about. What CMC is doing, we should be talking about what Brock Purdy's doing, but instead, we're talking about how bad Dak is. That's and I love
1: Mike McCarthy, their head coach. Yeah, I, love them in we, Green I Bay. mean, like,
0: we look at every tool that they have and we say, Oh, that's a great tool, I'd love to have it, except for that. So, time to move on. <laughs> that led us to Monday night and Monday night game. Okay, so here's, oh, here's, here's how I thought about it, right. So, we've got a a weird game because you got a two and two Green Bay coming against one and three Vegas, right? So, you know how most guys we want to go out to uh, to watch Monday Night Football with our friends, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to like. You have to chalk it up and say, you know, I got to go to work on Tuesday and I got a tough day on Tuesday morning. Maybe I should just go to sleep tonight. This was that game. This was that game that you could do that because you didn't miss anything. If you missed the game, you'd miss nothing. This was not I mean, it was close. Don't get me wrong. Vegas had a nice um, if you did catch the game, it was entertaining. Because Vegas was down in the fourth quarter and they came back to win the game. So it was okay. But you know what? These are two teams that I think are going to, at the end of the season, we're not talking about them. We're not even talking about them going to the playoffs, right? Because now, okay, because now they're both two and three. Uh, they don't Uh, look great. Garoppolo did not look great. He looked Okay. Love did not look great. He looked okay. In fact, he looked okay. less than okay. Less than okay. Hey, you don't give me a chance to correct myself, sir. He looked less than okay. So neither teams inspire me of a great hope of future playoff implications at all. At all. They're both mediocre. Teams Play very sloppy. Best thing I could point out when I was looking at the stats, because thank God I did not stay up to watch this game. I caught the highlights the next morning. But the best thing I could say is that we at least got to see that Devontae Adams is back. He's going to play going forward. I was very worried about him. He looked good. He didn't look great, but he looked good. Jacoby Myers played well. So, with that being said, they're going to get another win next week because they're going against New England.
1: Well, I mean, we don't know because (laughs) these two teams to me are are just bad teams. I mean, let's just say, I feel bad for Devontae Adams for being on that team. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Green Bay should have ever traded him. That's that's just me saying. But, I mean, the people were talking about Jordan Love at the beginning of the season. I told you, you can't be a good quarterback on 50 50 uh, going 50%. He was 16 for 30, 182, three interceptions. And I mean, I watched a little bit of the game and his passing was way off. I, my little niece could throw better passes than him. Mm-hmm. The way he was throwing, her, her accuracy would better. Dylan yeah. he had 76 yards with a touchdown. Good. I'm glad to see that cuz I think um um the current running back, he didn't play. Oh man, it slips my mind too. Uh, Christian yeah, Watson he's on three my catches ninety one, and
0: I left him in because I thought mm. he was a play. He was a last minute scrub. Yeah,
1: Christian Watson three ninety one. We got to see Josh Jacobs emerge just a bit. Twenty carries, really, sixty nine yards of touchdown. Yeah, I'm saying,
0: do you really say he emerged? He played against Green Bay and only put up sixty nine.
1: But it's still, it's one of his better showings of the season for a guy who led the league. What two? Two seasons ago or last season. I think it was last season he led the league in rushing. Yeah. So I would have you know,
0: liked to have seen more out of him though.
1: I'm still not sold on Jimmy G. I've never been sold on Jimmy G. I just want everyone I was. To know that. I was, Even when was when he in was in was New a England. Patriot. Never sold on Jimmy G. No,
0: I think it would have been a whole different thing if 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 Belichick would have been allowed to do what he wanted to do, which is to move on from Brady um with his hand picked replacement in jimmy g i think jimmy g would have uh, thrived in that belichick system now he's bounced around a few times and he can't seem to he has talent but he can't seem to catch on the way he needs to so i think that's what you're going to get without a without the perfect system for him you're not going to get what you need
1: i mean he was in san francisco I think he was just a game manager. He had some real good games, he and is. you just had mediocre games. That's why I've never been sold is, on the though. guy. That's what he is, Brock Purdy. I'm sold on Jimmy G. I'm not. I'm, Jimmy Well, I tell you what. At least he gets to right go
0: right. back and hug Belichick next week. Green Bay, they <laughs> they get the much needed rest that they need next week. They're on bye. No, so okay. That, okay. So, Corey. Lastly, before we close out the show, I want to give. Uh, the fantasy Waivers. managers out here, mm. some optimism, something to go for for waiver wire. Okay. And I can, and only because he had technical difficulties and he had to go, um, Justin sent me his waiver wire picks, which I agreed with him. So I'm not even going to mention. Uh... Yep. I'm going to go with the same one that he had. I'm, let me tell you who everyone. Should be trying to target if you can, Logan Thomas of the Washington Commanders. He's only rostered on three percent of the league. He put up seventy-seven yards and a TD. Um, and going forward, be prepared to see him get a little bit more love. Um, Matt Stafford is another one. I'll tell you what, Matt Stafford. I know that sounds like somebody who what Matt Stafford. Yeah, he's only rostered on fifty-two percent of leagues out there, and. and He's already quietly having a very good season. Um, He's got Pico, but he just got back his top weapon, man. He just got back Cooper Cup. So between the two wide receivers, I want to see what he can do going forward. So if you're in need of a quarterback and Matt Stafford is sitting on the waiver wire, grab him up, man. Grab him up. Corey, you got somebody for me?
1: I do have somebody for you. Adam Thielen. Mm. He looks like he is now the Panthers' number one guy.
0: You mean number one, number two, number three, number four? Because they have nobody else. <laughs> hey,
1: yeah. they still got two running backs. He's uh, you know, he's on eighty-two percent of the rosters now. I think people picked him up because he's uh he's been. Yeah, a he's on mine. He's yeah. on my team. And you just picked him up recently. I'm a feeling. Yeah, like, I picked him up about
0: to... two or three weeks ago. I saw it coming. See?
1: You see, yeah. If you haven't picked him up, go grab him. He's a number one receiver now. He's gonna get a lot more touches. Um, and he's always been a good receiver. He he's mm-hmm. never been a bad receiver. He just dealt with a couple injuries and then the emergence of Justin Jefferson over in Minnesota, but now over in Carolina, he's the guy. Yeah. You know, he's an aging receiver, yes, but he is the guy for right now.
0: Still gonna give you so 20 points a game.
1: Yeah, pick him up if you can.
0: All right. Uh you got anyone else for me? Because I have a couple more if you don't
1: just Jaleel McLaughlin on the Broncos it looks like he's taking over the workload you mentioned yep. him i think the last week
0: I did mention uh, um, him last week and people are not listening because he's only rostered on 11% of the yeah. league's out there and um he's got 3 TDs in 5 games no he's not um a superstar running back for you but i'll tell you what if you um if you're in a 12 to 14 team league like like ours the waiver wire is uh, skin pickings, uh, you know, yes. slim pickings. So you grab whatever you can grab up, you know, and and this is a guy who you can throw in if, if your running back's on by or if they get injured. But I'll give you one more that might be worth grabbing up if you can. Deontay Freeman. or oh, Foreman, rather. I'm sorry, Deontay mm. Foreman. I think he's a must-grab if you had – Khalil Herbert, he's going to be out for multiple weeks with his ankle injury. So with that being said, um, he's going to get some love over there. So I would grab him up if you can. And, uh, one more, the Jags defense only (laughs) rostered on 17%, 17%. And, and I can't understand why they're only rostered on 17%. Um, five, eight, five, eight. Interceptions, six fumble recoveries in five games. Uh, that's eleven total takeaways. You're going to get points with a, with the Jags defense.
1: That's a good defense to pick up if you got that. That's
0: a great defense. They they mm-hmm. they play very well. They they actually do sacks and they do takeaways. I've been telling um, you
1: guys that they're tough, man. They're they tough teams. So
0: so if you're in if if you thought that um. If you thought that your defense was going to be good and you ended up with the Broncos' defense, uh, maybe you might think about dropping them and picking up that Jags D. So that's where I am. Carl, you got anything more for me?
1: No, sir. I think we covered it all today.
0: Tell these lovely folks how you feel about them. and <laughs>
1: hey, I want to thank all of you. We're trying to get this to get off the ground. And whoever's watching out there and listening, I want to thank you. Please spread the word. Spread it around to everyone you know. We're going to bring you the real hard facts, the real hard truths. That's what we do here. We're not holding, well, I mean, I have a little bit of bias for the Ravens, but we're not holding too much bias over here. Um, But thank you once again.
0: Um, I know that Justin has some technical difficulties, and I know he would want me to tell you thank you for listening. Um, Y'all, please share this if you've looked at the production you've seen that that we're getting better week after week we're we're giving you quality and it's getting better and it's only going to get better so share like subscribe uh let your folks know about it <laughs> okay let your pastor know about it uh <laughs> because because um we need to get everybody on board with us so as always Let's keep it from the hip. We love football and we love you. Thank you, everyone.